0: In her capacity as party chairperson, Tai Ing-wen highlighted the importance of constitutional reform at the DPP National Congress on Sunday. Such reform, she said, would include amendments to lower the voting age to 18 and abolish the examination and control yuans. Tai also called on the opposition to cherish this constitutional moment. KMT Chairman Johnny Chang, however, is not buying it, calling it a ruse to shift the focus away from DPP cronyism.
1: At the DPP National Congress, Tsai highlighted four major goals for the party. The most important, she said, was constitutional reform.
2: In addition to reaching consensus over lowering the voting age to 18, the opposition party has recently agreed to push for disbanding the examination and control yuans. These are issues we can put top priority on. I welcome the opposition to cherish this constitutional moment together with us. Last week, we saw how the voting went down for the control Yuan nominees. It was chaotic, corrupt and ludicrous. The problem has not been resolved. And now you come out and say you want to reform the Constitution to scrap the examination and control Yuan's. This just makes us think that you brought out these things to act as a cover-up for your cronyism.
1: On Sunday, Chang voiced his criticism of Tsai on social media. In a post on Facebook, he asked, Are you being genuine in your advocacy for lowering the voting age to 18 and abolishing the examination and control yuan's, Or is this a ruse to move the focus away from the cronyism in the nominee list and other constitutional problems? Do you really respect the ROC constitution? Or are you going to seize the opportunity to reform the constitution, to destroy it, and then establish a constitution enshrining Taiwanese
3: independence?
2: Our chairman's words are understandable. We just want Tsai to keep her word. If she wants to abolish the examination and control yuans, why were there still nominations? We, the DPP, are sincere in promoting the abolishment of the examination and control yuans. We hope the KMT will not just be all talk.
1: Abolishing the two government bodies will require a great deal of public support. Already, the matter is at the vortex of a war of words between the ruling and opposition parties.
0: Taiwan's success in keeping the coronavirus at bay has once again made international headlines. Japanese media outlet NNA recently conducted a survey asking Japanese business people who reside in 15 Asia-Pacific countries to judge their host country's public health measures. As many as 93% of the Taiwan residents gave Taiwan a positive appraisal, the highest of any country. The second most positively reviewed was Vietnam, with 85.9%, while Australia came in third at 74.5%. Japanese professor Yoshiyuki Ogasawara commented on the survey on social media, saying the ratings were an objective assessment of Taiwan's COVID prevention efforts. About 125,000 people made appointments to purchase their triple stimulus vouchers at post offices on Monday. It's a new system designed by Taiwan's postal agency to ease the flow of people buying the vouchers. Crowds were considerably smaller than last week, but still over 800,000 people picked up their vouchers over the day. Zhonghua Post says it's mulling opening one extra Saturday on August 1st if demand for physical vouchers remains high.
3: The clerk keeps calling out from behind the counter until someone finally comes up with their NHI card. It's week two of voucher pickups at post offices. Crowds have died down compared to last week. (laughs) It took less than a minute for customers to acquire the vouchers here. Monday also marked the first day that people could set up appointments online to pick up their vouchers at a designated post office. An estimated 125,000 packets were set aside for appointment pickups. Adding that to walk-ins, a total of 800,000 packets were distributed in one day.
2: Some people already picked up the vouchers before their appointment Maybe they happened to pass by and noticed there was no line And few people were waiting So they decided to pick up their packet before their appointment Some co-workers were not very familiar with the operation at first But now that they've gotten into the swing of things We've picked up our pace
3: When voucher envelopes run low, new shipments are delivered escorted by police. Starting on the 23rd, a fresh wave of crowds is expected at post offices. This time, it's not individuals collecting vouchers, but businesses cashing them in. Zhonghua Post is considering opening on Saturday, August 1st. That's in addition to the two Saturdays that already decided to run business.
4: We estimate some 700,000
2: to 800,000 people a day to come pick up their vouchers. The first two weeks would be the peak period. If needed, the post office will assess whether to extend business hours. As for the overtime pay, the Transportation Ministry has asked Zhenghua Post to observe the Labor Standards Act and ensure the rights of postal workers.
3: To minimize congestion and make sure everyone can obtain their vouchers, the Transport Minister stressed that the post office would remain flexible as it assesses the need to extend business hours.
0: To stimulate the economy, various government agencies have been coming up with vouchers for the public to use. The Sports Administration previously announced its vouchers for sports-related goods and activities, such as ball games, gym access, fitness courses and even gaming controllers. Registration to enter a lottery for the vouchers opened Sunday night, but the sheer amount of applicants was too much for the system to handle. At first, loading times on the official website slowed to a crawl. By daybreak, the site simply crashed. The sports administration said it didn't anticipate such high enthusiasm from the public and that it would fix the problem. Registration will be open until the 26th, and as many as 4 million vouchers will be given out. Taiwan's e-commerce industry is booming, but in 2019, it also generated about 18,000 metric tons of waste. A social enterprise has turned waste fabric into colorful, reusable packaging. It hopes that with time, more online retailers will adopt this stylish alternative that's also good for the earth.
5: Shopping online is convenient and fast, but it comes at a cost. Most packaging used by e-commerce vendors are single-use. According to a report by the World Economic Forum, packaging takes up almost a third of all plastics production, but only 14% of that packaging ends up recycled. In 2019, 2,007.8 billion NT was spent on products online. That spending generated about 18,000 metric tons of waste. Not only that, overstock of woven and cotton fabrics in Taiwan reached more than 400,000 square meters by the end of 2016, according to the Taiwan Economic Research Institute. That's equivalent to the area of about 55 Sun Moon Lakes. These fabrics are then burned, destroyed, or buried in the end, further damaging the environment. To reduce fabric waste and plastic packaging, a social enterprise is selling undergarments shipped in bags made of waste fabric. To deliver these unconventional packages, it's teamed up with a logistics network of a major convenience store. Anything that can reduce greenhouse gases is our priority. Compared to disposable plastic packaging, our costs are nearly 10 to 15 times more. The social enterprise hopes that bags made from upcycled fabric can fill the packaging needs of the e-commerce industry while helping the environment. For most News, Stephanie Yang, Guo Hong in
0: Taipei. Su Mingyuan has been nominated for three honors at the 16th Golden Melody Awards, including the prestigious Album of the Year. He decided to rekindle his dreams of producing music after a car crash made him take a fresh look at his priorities.
4: Su Mingyuan is up for the best male singer in the Taiwanese Hokkien category. His day job is not what you'd expect. Surrounded by legal files, the 50-year-old lawyer shows off his office. He says he's waited 30 years to be nominated for a Golden Melody Award. (laughs) Before entering law, Su made a brief foray into the music industry under his stage name, Su Erzhen. He studied with the same teachers as stars like Tony Leung and Eric Swin. Seen here in this music video from his early 20s, Su was a rising talent. But the music industry was no easy hustle, and he turned to study law instead. Almost 30 years later, a car crash led him to start dreaming of releasing an album once more.
2: This elbow popped out. I saw it and had a horrible thought. How am I going to play the guitar? It wasn't how will I argue cases or work.
4: This life-altering event made him realize he still dreamed of the stage. Turning from his familiar Mandarin repertoire, he started his first Taiwanese language album. Life in a Legal World features in the lyrics, but nothing prepared him to get nominated for Best Male Taiwanese Singer, Best Taiwanese Album and Album of the Year.
2: I think I did one thing right. The biggest aim of making music is you have to sing for the people you care about.
4: As he reflects on his life of making music, Sue tears up. It's never too late to fulfill your dreams, he says.